shipping things can be expensive for all parties involved. So try to implement technologies and solutions to make sure there is still planet to ship things on. It's super important. Now for freight tech companies, this presents an exciting opportunity to innovate while reducing environmental waste. But can the final mouse segment of the supply chain go from hand cardboard boxes and finally go green? We're gonna find out in this episode of Loaded and Rolling. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling, folks. I'm your host, Thomas Watson. Now, traditionally, final mile solutions, while more lucrative than over-the-road trucking, are not a glamorous high-margin business. Such pesky things such as vehicles, maintenance, wages, fuel, and other operating costs often get in the way of more noble ESG-related endeavors like building a sustainable shipping operation. But unlike the past where we had such heroes like Johnny Appleseed who toured the country planting apple trees, then using them for distilled spirits, the modern landscape of environmentalism can now lean on technologies to help companies adapt. But what does this look like and how often can competing goals like saving the environment and staying profitable work together? Well, joining me to talk about sustainable final mile technologies and solutions is Guru Rao, founder and CEO of NuVis, a delivery management and route optimization company. Guru has over 30 years of experience in software development and supply chain management. He's worked in software roles at Manhattan Associates and IBM, as well as supply chain solutions at the Home Depot, Kohl's, and in addition to being the CEO and founder of NuVis. Welcome, Guru. Good to have you on and talk to you again. Hey, Thomas. How are you? Great to talk to you again. It's good to see face to face. I've had you on Sirius <laughs> as well, and I talked to you last time at F3 uh, about uh, the technology. But I'm really fascinated in terms of the green applications, and and so, you know, you frequently think that sustainability often leads to more expense. But talking about reducing costs, uh, what are some of the sustainable things, and how can you actually get two good things without it costing an arm and a leg? You know, that's a great question. You know, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> when you talk about sustainability, uh, or, you know, immediately everybody think about additional cost and who's going to take the burden of that cost. And uh, luckily, if you peel the onion and look at it, sustainability and the cost-effective operations uh, doesn't have to be mutually exclusive, right? They can coexist. And it just requires a different way of thinking about logistics in a different way. <clears throat> so, you know, obviously, you know, as you were talking about earlier, in uh, every business is true, but especially in logistics, we are in tune to looking at operations with multiple variables at any point in time, right? Customer experience, you know, better, uh, better utilization of assets and working with carriers, shippers, and, you know, everyone in between. You're always dealing with multiple variables, and sustainability needs to be one of those variables when you you know think about in your operations then it becomes a natural extension of what you do on a day to day basis so if you look at it right you know when we talk about uh, <clears throat> how can sustainability can we look at sustainability and still up you know run our business efficiently absolutely right it needs a different thinking right we have tools traditional tools Right. When you look at uh, sustainability, there are ways to reduce costs in 
reducing the miles, which is where we spend a lot of, you know, where a lot of carbon emission comes into picture. So there are technologies that are available today, been there for quite some time, but they have uh, made leaps and bounds in terms of uh, how effective they are in optimizing your uh, assets. And we have seen anywhere from 15 to 30% reduction when you intelligently apply those technologies to your operations, right? So right there, it's a sustainable goal achieved plus cost reduced. And then you can extend that. Now, the other aspect of it is now you don't have to look at your operations, logistics, transportation within your own enterprise. You can be go look at beyond your enterprise in a multi-enterprise environment as a network model, right? <clears throat> when you look at it, and there are, you know, we talked about it, uh, you know, before, the today we live in a network world and there is network technology that caters to that ecosystem, right? If we leverage that technology effectively, then we can bring in effective, uh, sustainably effective operations, both upstream and downstream, right? And, you know, then getting down to nitty gritties of logistics, right? You think about, for example, managing the OSNDs better, right? With every uh, shortage and damage comes with multiple costs, right? You got to bring the product back. So you're investing in additional, you know, mileage. You got to send it back. You got to repackage it, remanufacture it and ship it back again. So think about if I can use the technology effectively and reduce 10 to 15% of that OSND, right? Again, technology exists to make it happen today. Then automatically you are talking about reducing all that cost, right? So it is just a way of you know thinking about differently. And like I said, making sustainability another variable in your operational elements, KPIs, right? That right by doing that, I think it adds a lot of discipline. And, you know, I think we can get there without having to think about either this or either sustainability or cost-effective operations. You don't have to really look at it that way and they can coexist and be, uh, you know, at the same time. Well, I feel like it's it's fascinating because, um, <clears throat> you know, when you read certain publications, folks are complaining, well, these initiatives are too burdensome. There's a lot of effort to deal with it. But it almost feels like there is this unspoken thing where, Trucking, logistics, supply chain, last mile, you want to reduce waste because if you have less waste, that's less fuel cost, less labor, less maintenance. And it's crazy to think that. It's almost like you're approaching it from two angles. We have much more in common than some folks are willing to admit because if you happen to have better routing and better opportunities, you're saving money by having lower emissions and lower other costs. Is that something where have you noticed with talking with people is there ever like a light bulb moment where it's almost like we're, we're looking in the same direction because you can still save money by just being more efficient and then you're emitting less anyway as a byproduct of it? No, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> I think, again, going back traditionally in supply chain logistics, businesses have thought about within my four walls, that is what I have control over, right? And I don't have control over what happens upstream. I don't have control over what happens downstream because technologies did not exist that gives you that full 100% 360-degree visibility up and down the chain. That was a big black hole. And a lot of shippers, a lot of carriers, a lot of brokers existed in that environment and still do today for, for a big part of it. So when you take out that you know, notion of within my four walls, automatically that you know the efficiencies can go across the chain. 
you're absolutely right. If it's my only my responsibility to you know be responsibly uh, responsible in terms of sustainability, it may add additional cost. But when I look at it, look at the supply chain holistically, right from manufacturing all the way transportation to final mile, last mile, and OSND and return management and the whole nine yards, packaging, added packaging on top of it, everything holistically, then as an industry, right, it can definitely be better, right? And that's why, that's where we need to get to as uh, as an industry and bring all the partners together in this. Uh, we cannot say, hey, it is supplier's job to do this and they got to take the burden of the additional cost and everything else on our side will will run as it does today, right? It cannot, that cannot be the case or vice versa, right? That's why I, I keep talking about this notion of network, which is very, very important. And, you know, we got to get away from the siloed approach and and, and the technology exists today to look at what is happening upstream, look at what is happening downstream. And we look at this as a zero-sum game. Like, you know, I'm going to put cost on the upstream or downstream and nothing is going to change in my ecosystem. Then everybody will start thinking about the same way, right? Then it's not going to happen. So that's the, you know, key change. Like I said, we got to look at as an industry, put sustainability as another variable that we keep talking about, thinking about, just like on-time performance, reducing OSND and all of that, we plug that sustainability as a goal, then automatically we'll find ways to make the entire ecosystem work better. I like your point about the current system is normally, well, I'm dealing with my spot. I'm just going to haul this. I'm just going to deliver it. It's your job as the retailer, distributor, and everything else to figure it out upstream, and I'm just going to deliver it. That's not my fault. Uh, I wonder if there's an opportunity. So for an example, when I worked at a large carrier, you had your service scorecards, you'd be graded on how well your performance is, how many loads you did, like on-time delivery. One thing I'm shocked that not a lot of people, I guess trucking hasn't really embraced, or even final mile and parcel and LTL, other modes, is that there's this opportunity for how efficient did you do it, and can you tie that into sustainability? And if I have an efficiency quota, then maybe maybe I get a B plus. So like that's something I'm very shocked. I wonder if you're going to, from your experience, are you seeing this to where retailers and distributors are pushing this more? Or is there an opportunity for some uh, a carrier to say, hey, I'm delivering these. Let me share this with you. And now I have a competitive advantage because I'm one of the very few people who's trying to count it. No, no, you are absolutely right. But, you know, to, to your point, unfortunately, you know, we respond better for external forces than internal initiatives, right? That is normal human behavior, and that is no different in the transportation logistics space as well. So one of the greatest catalysts to the whole entire sustainability conversation is the customer expectation, right? We saw that during pandemic, right? Nobody thought, you know, if you had gone and, you know, asked the, you know, shippers or retailers to say, you got to deliver the same day and you got to be able to deliver anywhere, everywhere and all that, they would have said, you know, no. But suddenly as the customer started expecting it, miraculously we found ways to make it happen, right? So the customer expectation was a great catalyst in in that aspect. The second aspect, fortunately or unfortunately, regulatory catalyst, right? There are some things coming, you know, I saw a recent SEC to say uh, from a, sustainability disclosure uh, standpoint, along with your financial disclosures, 
you have to disclose your sustainable goals and cost and you know greenhouse emission uh, gas and all of that it's it's not mandatory it's kind of uh, you know you know just suggested yeah. but that's a great starting point right once we start measuring again that's where that's where going back to what i said you got to make sustainability another variable in all of the things that you do right so regulation is going to help nudge nudge you a little bit and customer expectation is a great catalyst definitely when they start expecting and demanding you know i need better packaging how many times have you gotten a, a sock in a box that can fit a mattress right so <laughs> that you know that in itself the customer you know will will start thinking about why are you wasting on packaging right when customers start demanding that then it, it drives disclosure as another aspect of it measuring it today we got to start from measuring right we haven't we haven't been really measuring we can measure like whatever is in our control within the four walls but when it gets out of our four walls we don't know how much we are contributing to you know co2 gas emission or what have you from a transportation standpoint so we don't really have a better way to you know manage and look at scope 3 emissions for example right uh, that's where we got to start making you know sustainability part of our bigger equation start measuring that and understanding where what is happening and i think that's a great place to start and then there are lots of initiatives like i said there are some very simple things that right in front of us that technology provides us today and then there are bigger capabilities in the network ecosystem right even including leveraging network resources right we talked about in another episode i believe how can people share resources instead of sending five different trucks to every home how can can we consolidate all that right to be able to do that we got to come up with a completely different thinking you know now we cannot think anymore as my box versus your box it doesn't matter who delivers those it gets the same customer right so that's kind of a change in mentality the you know industry the businesses have to adapt to and then also technology that you know gets them there it's fascinating you mentioned that because i think there's a great point especially i spoke to some folks in last mile and it's funny i normally talk about trucking but in last mile accessorials and extra charges are a very lucrative source of how they can make money oh i got to go outside for the stop fee i have to be inefficient But part of me wonders if there's not much incentivization for your FedExes and UPSs to really try and get as efficient because now they're going to miss out on these opportunities to make the extra surcharges and stuff because that's a big part of their margins. I wonder like, you know, let's say I'm starting out and I want to set myself apart uh, and I haven't had an ESG plan. I don't even know what scope 3 is. What are some of the low-hanging fruit I can do from a standpoint to start then showing customers, "Hey, look at me. I'm actually ahead of the curve, not a laggard playing catch-up." No, absolutely. I think, you know, again, bringing that sustainability right up front there in your conversation to say, "Hey, we leverage all the best technologies possible to reduce our mileage, right? We uh, optimize our uh, routes better, we use our resources better, you know, all of those things." Again, it doesn't have to be again like i said earlier it doesn't have to be this was or that right they can coexist but kind of advertising to the broader consumer base to your customer base to say i am consciously thinking about this as a key element of my business and these are the technologies that i am leveraging to get there right 
is a great start is a good point you know to start i think everybody appreciates that that you are trying to you know be uh, conscious about that right and and the technologies like i said exist you don't have to go really look uh, beyond what is there today to uh, to start there and there are uh, better technologies on the way to make it happen even better Speaking of technology uniformity, spoke with some folks, I think I interviewed someone a few weeks ago about Scope 3, and a fascinating thing they said was there's, uh, people said that when we're trying to figure it out, the European standard is one that's very popular. And the second thing I learned was that they want to try and measure the emissions from the tank to the exhaust, and then how the fuel got from everywhere else into the tank. And so when you're thinking about that, in your experience speaking with people, uh, has anyone figured out a kind of uniformity like an ISO or some kind of like smart way or a, a governing body to do it? Or are we still in the Wild West where routing optimization, making sure that you're driving it leaner and more efficient uh, operationally is more important before we finally agree on what the metrics look like? You know, I'm not really conversant about that part, how that is exactly measured in terms of uh, the usage and, and what have you. Like once from a from a transportation standpoint, like, you know, we can definitely talk about uh, everything that happens on the road, right, from asset utilization and measuring uh, in um, in whatever happens on the road, measuring who is contributing because every carrier is, is operating in a commingled world, right? So yeah. when I'm hauling 10 different shippers' products in one truck, in one route, how do each even shipper look at their scope three emission for their part of the business, right? Because they have no control over how many miles that, you know, carrier drove to deliver their two deliveries on the route that had 10 more deliveries, right? That granular measurement is not available today. Not many, many shippers are able to get to that level because they're only look, looking at what the carrier gives them back. So to be able to do that, everyone in that in the network needs to have visibility to all the data. When I say all the data, I'm not saying everyone needs to should have visibility to everyone else's data. That is not what I'm saying, right? They got to understand the broader picture. So to understand that what role they are playing in that bigger picture, right? So that is where the carriers can make a difference to your point to say, hey, shipper we track each of that we have the ability to do that on top of you know leveraging technology to optimize our resources and all that we also can track that to the last mile and associate that to every delivery that we make so that you can be rest assured that what is your contribution to the overall picture so that you can take measures to improve on that yeah right? that's so that's got to be hard to think because it makes me think of uh Almost if I were a carrier, I'd have to say, uh, here's how much weight I hauled. So let's say I'm hauling for you. I've weighed, in the past month, I hauled 20,000 pounds of your items for X amount of miles, and your items were this much percentage. I'd have to feel extremely complicated even just trying to figure out if you're upstream, like, without having the data or sharing it, like, how much did you actually do with my stuff? No, you're right. It, it looks daunting, you know, because we, we always tend to think about where we are today. It almost needs to be similar to, you know, OTA of KPI, right? I need to tell my shipper what's my on-time, you know, in full percentage. What is my scanning percentage? 
and in in the same vein if i make sustainability part of that then i should be able to tell my shipper this is your you know your you know contribution of uh, co2 to your deliveries along with this is our kpis right so that's again going back to what i said earlier if you make that part of the uh, the broader equation then naturally things will start falling in place and believe me it's not hard it, the, all the data exists today but we are just not looking at it that way because nobody is expecting us to look at it that way right it's just a question of again to go you know going back if customers start demanding there's uh, additional regulatory uh, things coming into play then naturally it's going to happen i think we need to wake up even before the regulations in a uh, in a come about so to make it uh, in a mandatory on ourselves to think about in in those terms and have you heard speaking of like getting ahead of the curve have you heard any carriers and customers try to do like carbon offsets or right now is it mostly about technology and routing and optimization because i feel like if i become an ltl carrier or last mile i'm just going to buy some windmills and print my own carbon credits i'll say all right i offset it put a sticker on it i'm good no i haven't uh, you know to, uh, to that point i haven't really come across to many they're, they're still in exploratory exploratory uh, you know phase right if you will like i said uh, shippers are having a hard time even in you know, even disclosing what is their uh, total ca- carbon emission because like i said they don't have no clue about from a carrier standpoint what's what's happening right that's where most of the shippers even the advanced shippers that i interact with are at consciously thinking about that as an as a part of their uh, you know disclosure and again unfortunately unfortunately you know regulations drive some of those conversations and at least they are forcing them to look at those and looking at that is a good place to start then you realize what exactly is going on and then you can think about how you can you know figure out how to better it prediction time uh, we got about 3 minutes left here uh Right now everyone's in exploratory phase. I've spoken with some carriers as well where uh, scope 3 people are just happy to know what the heck we're doing right now so then we can even think about it. Do you think 5 years from now, 10 years from now, what are some of your thoughts? Do you have any predictions on how this may develop? My theory, just to preface, is that shippers are going to force the carriers to do it and then they'll begrudgingly have to disclose. <laughs> I I I think that is that is been our traditional uh, way of how the industry is working, right? And it's always pushed down on the carrier, and you push down to the next player, and you know, and down and goes like that, and then it comes back all the way up, right? It's it's a cycle, uh, but uh, you know, I think with this, the sustainability, the broader ESG initiatives, right? We have to think about this as an industry versus as the responsibility of one or the other party. It's neither the suppliers nor the manufacturers. nor the shippers nor the carrier nor the customer but it is everyone in, in you know involving in this ecosystems everyone's responsibility right when we talk about esg and sustainability that is the only way we can solve this otherwise we'll always be in this zero sum game conversation like i said earlier push try to push the cost on to somebody else right you got to be sustainable and don't talk to me about what i do kind of a mentality it is not going to work right because it's everyone is living in the same planet right we are not living in different planets right so when that is the case we all are responsible for that end goal which is a common goal and again yeah. believe me it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive it can coexist 
and businesses can operate efficiently, still be responsible and sustainable in that process. Guru, that's a radical thought, having the supply chain not only care about the upstream or downstream, but trying to work together. But that's a future I can get behind. Thanks so much for coming on. If folks want to learn more about NuViz, hear more about what you have going on, or maybe connect, what's the best way to get in contact with you all? Um, NuViz, N-U-V-I-Z-Z dot com, or info at NuViz.com. Love to connect and chat. Perfect, Guru. Thanks so much for coming on the show again. Uh, we'll have to quiz you. And we'll have to link up again and see if we're making some progress on this thing. I think half the battle is going to be once we measure it. We'll figure the rest out. Absolutely. It's going to work. Awesome. Great talking to you again, Thomas. Thanks Have again. That's going to be it for this show today, but you can catch Loaded and Rolling. We're also going to have this thing published on Apple and Spotify as a podcast, of course, and every Tuesday... At 1 p.m. Eastern, we do a live show. Those of you watching live as well, coming up at 2 p.m. is A State of Freight with Craig Fuller and Zach Strickland. Those of you catching this as a podcast later on, go check it out under the events. They're going to have a webinar talking about the state of freight uh, coming up as well. We're entering Q2, so get hyped, get ready. We also have a newsletter. If you want to check out the Loaded and Rolling community, I write one. It comes out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, freightwave.com slash loaded and rolling. Always amazing to have Guru on and learn what the folks at NuViz are doing. Check them out as well. That's going to be a wrap for today, though. Show, it's going to be, uh, what do we got? 30 more minutes for another thing coming on. So hang tight. Keep it classy. Absolute pleasure. We're going to join you next Tuesday. We'll do it live.